Between the Beat is a podcast dedicated to MUAs all across the world who are ready to sort in the beauty industry. If you're looking for a confidence boost, advice here and there, and a good laugh, then you're in the right place. I am your host, Terry Watson, and I am here to remind you of your own power. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Between the Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Watson. Um... Listen, y'all, I I had to re-record this episode because for some very ghetto reason, there was no sound. And I know like most of you were like, Terry, what the hell am I missing? Is it me? Is it the um, app that I'm using? And it was me. I don't know what I did, but I'll never do it again once I figure it out. <laughs> um, so basically what we was talking about was the number one way to gain clientele as a beauty industry professional. This goes for anyone in the beauty industry. Um, but y'all know I'm always talking to makeup artists, right? Cause this is a makeup artist podcast, right? So for me, when I think about, um, pro- providing a service, right? Like, like, let's just go blanket as an entrepreneur, as a service provider, the number one like thing on a pedestal in your business is our, our clients. There we go. Clients are the number one priority in your business. At least it's supposed to be right. And the number one way to gain clientele is by nurturing your current audience, your current clientele, the people who are already supporting you. Right. I think a lot of times we, want to always like venture out like okay marketing of course yeah of course you know like yeah show up on instagram um nurture your people you know things like that but a really amazing way that a lot of people tend to forget in order to gain clientele is to nurture and love on your current clients because you know what if a stranger loved your work yes they would you know, refer you and be like, oh my gosh, I've seen this makeup artist before. You should go to her. But when someone who's actually experienced your work, the way that they're going to vouch for you is going to be times 10 because they already love you. They love you in a way that is a bigger connection than somebody who has not worked with you. And that's why it's so important to really lean into your clients because they are the key to your next client. I can't tell you how many times um, I've built uh, or added new clients because of someone that I've already serviced. Great example. Um, I have a client. Her name is Tanaya. I love Tanaya so much. Um, and Tanaya, she went to Spelman. So um, that meant that all, when I tell you every single, this is me being dramatic, but I'm, I'm a, you know, to my own horn. When I tell you every single girl from Spelman who was graduating, who had some sort of ball to go to, they came to me because of Sanaya, right? So literally, I want to say like, I went from, let's just go for zero Spelman clients to like 15 who would come to me on a like regular basis, like Terry's my makeup artist kind of vibe, right? And you know, like, just being able to 
you know, love on Sanaya, making sure that I always, you know, showcase her business, you know, Girl Next Door. Um, and, you know, just making sure that she was very well taken care of, even when she was in my chair. Like, you know, I am the kind of makeup artist where I'm going to make sure that you're happy, but also reminding you that you can trust me and trust my opinion. So, um, you know, like if a client, you know, shows up in their, their brows aren't done or, you know, they didn't get their lip wax. It's just like, you know what? It's okay. You know, that's not the worst thing that could happen, but I'm going to take care of you regardless of that. And you know what? That may go very far, um, for a client. But again, my point of this podcast episode is to remind you that the number one way to gain clientele is through your current clients. Think about when you go to a restaurant, right? Like if you want to go to this restaurant, you heard that um, Ruby Tuesdays is really good, but you're not sure about the one that's on, you know, MLK, right? <laughs> I'm just making up stuff, but y'all, y'all get the vibes. Um, but you're not sure about this particular one on this street. So what do you do? You go to Yelp, you go to Google, you say, hey, what like what are the reviews for Ruby Tuesdays on Blank and Blank Street? And it'll tell you. And the thing is, that really may be the deciding factor. And if you go to this particular Ruby Tuesdays, I don't know why I chose Ruby Tuesdays for my reference, but here we are. Okay. Um, that may be the deciding factor as in it or as to if you go to this particular Ruby Tuesdays. And that is a case for a lot of clients. We have forgotten some recipes, y'all. We have forgotten some recipes. Um because truth be truth be told, 92% of marketing for a lot of businesses is word of mouth. Right. And obviously that number can change. Um, It could be 50 percent word of mouth. It could be 50 percent, you know, social media. But for a lot of businesses, especially those who haven't really tapped into social media um, or who just have a really amazing, you know, bomb network. For a lot of them, word of mouth is a really big factor in how they gain clients. And, you know, to be honest, even if somebody, you know, loves your work, right? Even if they loved your work, they may just honestly stalk your page. They may just like stalk your page and be like, oh, you know, I love it. And, you know, I'm one day I'm a book her. But let me tell you this. I guarantee you. So say like, I'm about to give y'all an example. Say um, this girl wants to book you. She's going to stalk you. Uh, stalk you in a good way, by the way. Let me just go ahead and clarify. <laughs> um, but she's been stalking, you know, your page. Like, you know, just in love, binge watching everything that you post. Um, and then her cousin books books you. And, you know, she doesn't know about it. And she's scrolling through your um, story. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, that is my cousin. And, you know, like her cousin's bragging, like, oh, my gosh, this is the best experience ever. You get what I'm saying? Like, that may be the deciding factor for her because now she's like, oh, my gosh, like if my cousin, you know, somebody that I trust, you get it? Trust. Um, Somebody that I trust, uh, you know, went and booked this person, then it must be legit. And that is that's where we're all getting to, right? Okay, so number one way to gain clientele is through your clients. And the reason that is, is because word of mouth and trust. The main piece of the puzzle is trust. 
Now, trust can go a couple different ways or trust can manifest in a, in a couple different ways. So again, your client is absolutely a, a point of trust for the next client, your potential clients, especially if they have like one degree or two degrees um, apart where it's like, oh my gosh, like this is my friend from college. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to book you now. And trust can also, you know, evolve from your own um, positioning on social media. So if you're showing up as someone who is trustworthy, somebody that, you know, uh, your clients can, you know, put their face into your hands, you know, then trust is something that will absolutely book them. But sometimes in a lot of cases, we need both parties. So we need your trust from your established expert positioning on social media. And then we also need that point of reference, that review, that testimonial that says, this girl is the freaking truth. She beat my face in under an hour. She beat my face like nobody's business. Um, she gave me this glitter eyeshadow. She gave me this cute cut crease. This lip was so good. You know what I mean? Like, we need people to rave about the business because that's the best way to get to the next person. So this is a reminder. If you are not already focused or loving on your people who are currently with you right now and, you know, really extending some gratitude to them, right? Like, you know, I really appreciate that you've been rocking with me and, you know, highlighting them in some cases, but honestly, just like, just get a review from them. Like, is this, the best experience you've ever had, yes or no? And if not, how can we make it better for the next person? You know, um, those are just some things to think about, but clients are the, should be the pinnacle of your makeup business, um, your beauty business in general. And I, that's why I say we're, we're losing some recipes because I definitely see where, ooh, I see where the beauty industry is, you know, really focused on making money and generating that income that we're losing sight of the fact that business, specifically a service providing business, is based on your ability to serve people. <laughs> you know, you have to serve your clients. And if you are missing the servitude portion of your business, then you may be missing out on clients. I know a lot of people don't see it that way where, you know, like, my business runs with, with or without you guys. And that is true to some extent. However, we all to some extent have some sort of reputation when it comes to our beauty business. And you have to think like, what type of regard do I want my business to be held to? Do I want people to always be like, oh, you know, she's, she's, you know, she ain't the nicest person. Um, or, you know, I had a hard time getting here and she wouldn't even help me. Or do you want people to really like, vouch for you like they'll go to jail for you like when i tell you my clients will absolutely go to jail for me <laughs> i don't know if this is wholeheartedly true but my clients really do ride or die for me and the reason i say that too is because you know like i had a client recently last weekend um she was saying like terry i have not worked with another makeup artist my jaw i closed my books um i want to say like may of 2021 and now it's um what month is this april 2022 she was the very last client that i served 
that's that surf sounds crazy. She was the very last client that I um you know did makeup for. And she was the first client that I did once I opened my books. And she was like, girl, I have not experienced another makeup artist since. And I was, you know, I was kind of curious, like, you know, why not? Like, have you not had anything to do? And she was like, well, yeah, kind of. But, you know, when I did have something to do, I just could not seem to find a makeup artist that I trusted. Right. Um, And that's why, you know, I double back, you know, before early in this conversation, like, Trust goes both ways. So if either your potential client is going to look for reviews that suggest trust, or they're going to just look for, you know, you and the kind of content that you produce and things like that. How do you, how are you showcasing this experience? Right. But even, even in that session, right, I'm asking her all these questions. I'm getting to know her. That is a part of the customer experience. And, you know, that, that needs to be taken into account. So let me give you guys this quick tip. When you're trying to figure out how your business should flow, you need to start from the customer's perspective. What do they love? What what do you feel like may be missing from their experience with other makeup artists? That's why it's really important to do market research um, or like a competitor analysis to really see what the other girls are giving, right? And not to compare yourself and be like, oh my gosh, like I'm I'm never going to amount to that. Like, no. The point is to make sure that you are... Uh, providing optimal uh, experience at excellent levels. Whether that means, you know, looking to see what other girls are giving that your clients may love versus what other girls may not be giving. I'm saying girls as in like makeup artists. You have to really do that research in order to figure out what makes the most sense for clients. And honestly, like, yes, you can. I do suggest looking at other, you know, makeup artists, but you know, your best point of contact would also be your clients. Like, what do you love? What do you want? What do you need from me? How can I make this experience something that you'll never forget? Is it the makeup, you know, alone? Is it the booking process? Like, what does that look like for you as my client? How can I make it to where you never leave here? And, you know, the I came... To the conclusion of all of this, right? Because yes, my client in our conversation, but also um, I am looking to uh, get a new apartment. I'm looking to move. Um, and honestly, I live in a really nice area and nice is in like, I can like get to everything within maybe 15 to 20 minutes, which is perfect. Um, so for me, it's like, I love this area, but I need a bigger space. So I was telling, you know, the leasing office lady, um, like, hey, girl, I want to move, but I don't know if I want to stay here because this, 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 and this, and this, right? I'm giving her all these reasons. And she's like, I completely understand, but we're going to make sure we do our best to make sure that you stay here. Um, So although they couldn't give me all of my, you know, ultimatums, they couldn't clear all of those. She has been like such a great asset. And I'm just, I I had to tell her like, girl, I know so many people who live in apartments, like really beautiful apartments in Atlanta, but they can't get somebody out to, you know, fix their refrigerator for weeks because maintenance and leasing are absolutely trash. Absolutely terrible. And I had to thank her, you know, really quickly. Like, girl, I really, I, I, I 
don't say girl like that. I promise y'all. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, you know, I really appreciate you for being so helpful and attentive, you know, and remember, you know, just remembering our conversations because I think there are like 500 units in my apartment. So even that alone, I'll be like, girl, I do not remember. <laughs> but she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember us talking about the paint and all of that stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. But the little things like that, the little things as far as like remembering our conversation, you know, that will always won't be that won't always be guaranteed. However, somebody being so attentive to be like, maybe we can't approve you for this, but I can make sure that this fee is waived. I can make sure this I'm gonna go ahead and lock you in right now. I want to do what's best for you will make me tell anybody that I know that they need to be living here, too, especially if they're looking for an apartment because customer service weighs more for me and for a lot of people it weighs more than what you see like the, the physical things are cute but what am i going to experience when i get there if this if this apartment was absolutely gorgeous but the leasing was absolutely trash baby i'm moving i'm getting my stuff i'm putting it in a, in a bag I don't know if I want my stuff going to fit in the bag, but it's going to have to. I'm putting all my stuff in a bag and I'm leaving. Peace out. Because the truth is, like I said, the make let's 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 connect the dots, right? The makeup can be oh so gorgeous. It could just be, you know, beat, snatched, laid, you know. Um, however, if your customer experience is poor, then it will be a lot easier for a client to choose another makeup artist to service them. It's very easy to be skipped out of one because of the fact that your your customer service is not, is not in alignment with the quality of work that you're putting out. And that's that makes no sense. <laughs> you know, because if whether you're putting out good work, bad work, whatever that looks like, and I don't mean bad, it's y'all know what I mean. No malice behind what I said, but whatever type of work that you're putting out into the world. The experience needs to be top-notch, period, period. You need to make sure that you are actually enjoying your clients. Have a conversation with them. Like, y'all, I can't tell you how many times a client has come to me like, what, you said hello? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like, duh. I'm going to say hello, and I'm going to have a conversation with you after that hello. And my clients or, you know, previous clients would be like, oh, my gosh, like I've never had anybody say like more than two words, words to me, you know, as my makeup artist. And like I said, the beauty industry and maybe a lot of industries, maybe it's based in capitalism, y'all. I don't know. But the current state of a lot of industries, mainly the beauty industry right now for the sake of this conversation, are focused on the dollar. And, you know, a lot of us, that's how we get into being a makeup artist anyways. It's not that we just had this, you know, ultimate, I mean, some of us did, had this ultimate passion of being a makeup artist. But a lot of times it may just, you know, called you because you needed extra funds. And you just happened to be talented enough to make sure that you had the extra funds because now you can service your clients, right? So... When that happens, you almost have to redefine your purpose because if your if your purpose continues to be money, then you'll never prioritize the 
also important, you know, elements of your business, such as a client experience, such as the operational excellence. Um, how is this thing moving and flowing? And are people getting in, you know, like even the little things such as being able to find your location, like where are you located? Having detailed descriptions and directions to where you're located adds to the customer service, you know? And, you know, it's things like that that I feel like sometimes we miss in the beauty industry because it's just like, girl, just find it. <laughs> and I understand, like, it can be very annoying, but sometimes we, ooh, I'm about to, I'm about to come for y'all, okay? Sometimes we create these annoying or annoyances because we are not doing the back end work that is required to make our business easier for us, to make our business easier for our clients. If you're, you know, annoyed by every single text message that comes to your phone, you need a system. <laughs> you need a you need a booking system. You need acuity. If, you know, you're just annoyed at the fact that clients keep coming late, you need a late fee. You know, we need something in place to make sure that our clients are happy, but we can still, you know, uphold our boundaries. And I think that's really what it is, is we expect other people to uphold our boundaries, but that's not how boundaries work. You have to put boundaries in place and make sure that those boundaries are being upheld by your own policies and procedures. Your policies and procedures are in place to help you and your client. If your client or potential client is not ready for these policies and procedures, that helps you because now they don't have to book you and they can keep it pushing. And the people who are ready for you, you can nurture them, love them, make sure that they are happy so that you can then get to your next client. Because again, what? Word of mouth is still top tier when it comes to marketing. Like, yeah, TikTok is killing it. But let me tell you, you know what? Let me get into something real quick. I think TikTok is 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 up there, okay? And I have a theory as to why I think TikTok is killing it when it comes to marketing. Why TikTok is literally growing so fast. Like it's like 500 billion users or the cost of TikTok is going crazy because of the marketability. You want to know why? Let's compare apples to oranges for a second, or apples to apples. So you have Instagram and then you have TikTok. And when I scroll through, let's let's just compare apples to apples when it comes to reels versus TikTok videos. When I scroll through reels, it's very much giving same content, like the same sounds over and over again. Um, and I could really just scroll and never think twice or blink twice at any of the content. Um, but when it comes to TikTok, baby, it's, you're literally going to see people's everyday lives. It's like YouTube, but condensed into maybe a three minute video, maybe a one minute video. I think it's much easier to sell on TikTok because you get to be yourself and you know what people um, enjoy more than, you know, just a beautiful product. It, it's um, relatability. Relatability builds trust. So that's why I said I'm not knocking social media as a great way to um, market. I think what I, 
no, not I think. What I'm bringing to the light here is the fact that when you boil it all down, when you reduce it to what it is at the base, it's relatability, it's trust, it's a likability. And it's the fact that people feel like they know you. And TikTok is great at that. And clients are also really great at that because they do know you. They or they, they think they do, right? Um, they do know you. They know they know what you're about as a business owner, right? Like, so not know you, but you know what I mean. They do trust you. They do like you. And they do relate to you in some cases. So that's why I said, like, when you boil, boil down what it is people really want, like, when you really dig into the psychology of things, it is much simpler. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of people are able, um, how do I say this? I think that's why a lot of people are kind of confused when it comes to selling, because selling, selling is the part that is a little... It, it's like an obstacle. Like, I'm, I don't want to say the same thing over and over and over again. But honestly, when you reduce it to what it is at the base of the foundation, you, it's easier to sell when you know what you're selling. You know you're selling this makeup product and you know that you're selling this experience because the experience is also sellable. I think sellable is a word. Let's look it up. It's sellable. Is that a thing? <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, oh, yeah, it's a word. Wow. Shout out to me. Or marketable. That's really what I wanted to say. But sellable is gone. She's going to pop for now. <laughs> so, yeah, when it comes to um, gaining clientele, you have to look into what it is that people um, need from you and really asking your clients, like, what is it that I can do for you to make sure that you are enjoying this experience and then sell the shit out of that. Sell that. What is it that people enjoy the most about, you know, coming to Terry Watson Beauty? Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to repackage that answer into a moment to sell, right? So for example, um, a client was like, oh my gosh, Girl, you did my makeup at 8 a.m. and it's now 1 a.m. I'm selling that, right? Your clients are the way to gain new clients, whether that's you speaking out of your mouth or them speaking out of theirs. You need to be able to really dig into what it is your clients want and need from you, meet them in the middle, and then sell the shit out of that because your clients, when I tell you, your clients are selling. Let me, let me repeat that. Your clients are absolutely selling the hell out of blank, blank beauty or blank makeup artists. They're selling you. I promise you that. You may not know it. It may be the inner workings that you can't see right now, but I promise you your clients are selling. They're selling the experience. Now you got to be brave enough to sell the experience too. And also digging deeper, like asking your people these questions so that you can then sell this whole thing. The goal is clients. And sometimes when you when you have a goal, you need to look at where you are right now. Look at your current clients. Are they happy? Are they enjoying their experiences and things like that? Whoa, this is good. <laughs> 
Um, I know that this is going to give you guys some food for thought for sure when it comes to gaining clientele, because that's usually the number one question that I get from people is how do I gain clientele? How do I how do I get more people in my chair? And a lot of times you get more people in your chair by looking at the people who are currently in your chair, who are currently booking. you. Why are they doing that? You know, and now once we figure out why we can figure out, okay, boom, this is how I sell this so that I can you know, and actually make it happen. It's it's the implementation part of it that I think a lot of people do tend to trip up on. It's like, okay, now that I've asked this question, how do I how do I make sure that this thing is marketable enough to where people will buy into this experience that my client said was so bomb, you know? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Cheers to recording it twice and being a boss about it because I was really about to be like, all right, girl, that episode didn't record right. So it's just going to have to go. But you know what I said? You, I'm just going to go ahead and sit back down, record it because I'm good for it. And I trust myself and I know that the next time I record it, it might be better than the first time, period. So um, like I said, I'm glad you guys really enjoyed this episode and we're so patient enough to wait for it to come out a second time. Um, but I am really enjoying doing these podcasts. I feel like you guys really get to see an inside look into like what my day-to-day looks like or my thoughts as a makeup artist coach. And um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to uh, put them or just shoot me a DM like, hey, girl, I have this question. I would love for you to answer it on the podcast. Um, And also, I would really, 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 really love if you guys went and um, rated the podcast uh, five stars, if you will, um, or just be honest, you know, that works too. But I appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much. I'm rooting for everyone's success. Shout out to us for always killing it. 2022 is our year. That part, that part, that part. Um, (laughs) But yes, I'm so excited to see what you guys accomplish, how you implement the things that I talk about on this podcast. I cannot wait to work with you guys. I know so many of you are excited about working with me in a coaching program and just anything that I put out. And I cannot wait. Cheers to us for killing it. Cheers to us for always killing it. And I will see you guys on the next episode. You keep it up, girl. You're killing the motherfucking game, but I don't even got to say it because you already know that.